It's May 2nd. It's a beautiful evening in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Indeed. I'm one of your hosts, Cass. This What's is my up? partner. What's up? I'm Bob Rock, my <laughs> Yo, what up? It's Mikey. Manifest. Well, we got a uh, special guest today, longtime homie of ourselves and of the show. Uh, let's introduce the man, uh, Jeremy the hour. What's up? How's bro? it going, guys? Yo, yo. yo, yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we're going to get down to the interview. We're going to ask the brothers some questions, get into uh, what it's been up to in the past couple of years. But before that, we haven't spoke to you guys in a while. I feel like in a while we've all been busy. So, um, Cass, to start off with you, how uh, has your last couple of weeks been? Oh, it's been, it's been good. I just got a new car, you know. Oh, how about that? New, uh, Shout out to reliable, old reliable. <laughs> it's not old, it's new reliable. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. It's, it's, like, it's cool to have like a... A new set of wheels to actually like not have to trip about like getting places or whatever yeah yeah because yeah, i mean like in in san francisco you waste a lot of time like in transit so it's cool to be like on your you know on your feet True. not on your wheels i guess exactly <laughs> i mean i feel like in the city you kind of have to have a car when it's not i mean it's not necessary because they're big on the whole trips uh, public transportation thing but it's pretty cool to have a car especially with the hills and stuff. see what i noticed yep. is like even if you don't have a car you can get places it might take you however long, but you can get there. Yeah. Hell Some yeah. places you're not able to do that, but at mm. least here, you know, if, even if you don't have a car, you can get somewhere. Shout out to the Bart, man. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, how's your last couple of weeks been? It's been eventful. Been yeah. very busy. Uh, you know, usual work, cutting hair, saying, uh, saying what's up to the peoples, hanging out, uh, doing what I can where I can. You know? uh, plug your shop one time for the people. Oh, shout out to the Ace of Fades Barbershop. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Uh, 5284 Mission Street. Come say hi. The city of San Francisco. Uh, Jeremy, before we get to the interview, how has your week been? Yeah, my week's been doing good. Uh, I, 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 if there's one word, it would it's just family. Well, two words. Family filled, right? I mm-hmm. mean, uh, shout outs to uh, Grandpa, you know, who actually uh, went on to, to be with the Lord, uh, you know turned 100 years old so uh well he uh, well this was like a few weeks ago but he's um passed away actually last uh, week for sure for sure yeah, man. but uh you know much respected man and uh just all the family came down and it was it was really a beautiful thing to just kind of celebrate his life you know what i'm saying yeah and so. i think i'm uh because uh, i know your brother i went to go to school with your brother and i saw all the pictures and stuff yeah prior yeah seems like a very happy man yes I, the, I think a video where you guys gave him a hat yeah yeah that was pretty dope so, yeah gurin um, gurin mm-hmm. s you know what i mean so, there you go uh it, it's been a good week i mean i re- really found a lot of peace this week and finally i actually got the chance to relax after just a really bit busy few months preparing for like a lot of different things so yeah. i mean just 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 happy to be alive happy to be well and happy to get back on my feet uh uh, you know, back back to uh, back to work. Yes, so. mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into uh, what work is for you. Um, but yeah, as far as I have been, um, what do you call it? I think the last time I talked to all of y'all in like one room, I think this was prior to me going to Texas for WrestleMania. Oh, the WrestleMania! <laughs> <laughs> so that shit was pretty dope. You uh, went to Texas for WrestleMania? Yeah, man. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> I went with the homies. Um, I, I don't know if you remember Abiel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Old Burdenhead too, right? Old Burdenhead. Yeah. Um, cool. And just had a hell of a time. Um, 
aside from like the show itself, people in Texas are really nice. I, I kind of had this preconceived notion that it was going to be a little rough <laughs> for a person of a, a brown, uh, brown color skin. But, what uh, part of Texas? Oh, it's uh, uh, Dallas, Texas. Shout out to Dallas, uh, forward. Actually, uh, isn't that, your... that there's actually a cool. good amount of Asians over there. Yeah, yeah. they said that yeah. the more south you go, and I, I guess I believe it's the more, it gets a little bit more rough mm. and rural. You know? mm-hmm. But um, shout out to uh, everyone that held us down out there. Um, it was fun. It was real fun. And, uh, it's I cool. Be going back out there again just to kick it. Because it's a real cool, like, it's more like, um, how should I say, like, they have like a hate-ish area but like mm. more hate-ish yeah I break it down with hate oh hate uh, in San Francisco hate hate-ish. street more like you know oh more hate-ish like lively, I see like crowded area mm. but like more southern hospitality feel mm. That's pretty cool. Okay. Jeremy, isn't your uh, wife from Texas? She's Yeah, she's from Houston, actually. Well, originally from Indi- – she's an Indiana girl, so she's Midwest, but uh, for many years, about nine years, Okay. you know, Shout in Houston. Yeah. couldn't do it, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Doves yeah. for doing Shout it. Out to the six. <laughs> Shout out to the six for making it through. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> the views, the views yeah, the from views. the six, you know. Um, but, yeah, let's get right into it, man. Our man, uh, Jeremy Passion, we've known him for a uh, like a, past a decade now. I've been yeah. a fan for a, a good decade. Oh. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, um, Far too kind. Far too let's uh, break it down before we get to what you've been doing recently. Um, <coughs> born and raised. Born and raised, San Francisco, all day. Uh, Bernal Heights, to be exact, actually. Hey. Just a few blocks from here. And um, you know, it, it's a. Uh, it's a it's a it's a cool thing to be to to be born and raised in San Francisco. I mean, you. I used to walk to elementary school as a third grader by myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, what was elementary school? Paul Revere. Paul Revere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so, yes, yeah, right. You know, few blocks away from here too. So, um, you know, Muni kid, Bart kid. There you go. I mean, everywhere. Uh, speaking of what you guys are talking about, you know, I know Cassie got a new car and everything. Mm-hmm. I was in denial, man, back in uh. In, in high school, you know, or and even in college, I, I thought to myself, I could just do Muni all day, you know, but, I you know, I was like, man, I don't need no car. You can get around everywhere. And then I was like, I finally got a, my license when I was 19, you know, way, way after, you know, a lot of my homies mm-hmm. got a, got a car and everything. And I had just decided, man, okay, you know what? It is easier to get around on, on some, you know, mm-hmm. on some uh, four wheels. So. I felt like I, I thought the same way too. Like I thought I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be a Bart Muni kid. Yeah. Until I started like having friends across the city. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like like noticing like man, I can save five bucks. Yeah. 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 A couple hours. Too. Exactly. For a couple sure. hours of travel. Um, born and raised here at SF. What's school? Uh, high school is here. Well, as well here too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Middle school, high school, college, everything. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, um, John O'Connell, um, the Mission District. Wow. Sure. And uh, Horace Mann, Twenty uh, Fourth Street Admission, yeah, okay. yeah. So really for middle school, school. yeah. yeah. Um, so. Like I mentioned before, I went to school with your brother in high school. Uh, yep. Shout out to Josh. Joshy. Uh, Joshy, what's up? It was his birthday on uh, yeah on Saturday. Happy, what? Happy, Happy birthday, belated, bro! bro. <laughs> Happy belated, yeah. brother. Um, shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, to fast forward a little bit, I just remember I m- met you um, through you know the the. 
they call it the Filipino uh, assemblies that we used to do for uh, the Mabuhay Club. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mabuhay Club. Mabuhay, yeah. For the yep. longest time, yep. I thought you went to our school, and I just never <laughs> saw you around because you snuck in yes. with, the, with our... Uh, All the time, with yeah. With our uniform to do a show. Yep, yeah. Take it back a little bit. When did music start becoming a part of your life? Or was it something that you were born into? Uh, well, I mean, as most Filipino families, you're going to hear music growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't care, you know, where you're from. You, you're going to have a, a family that just loves music, you know, whether whether that's on the karaoke or or just musicians in the family. Um, for, for the Monongdos, it was just music everywhere. I mean, I'm talking about our Christmases, our Thanksgivings, all the things were all live live music growing up. I mean, my Uncle Robert was is one of my biggest inspirations, and mm. he, just like me as a kid, played piano and sing, and he, he was invited to, like, weddings and, and places just like that. You know, this was before internet, you know, way before internet. So Word of mouth. Yeah, word of mouth, and people knew this guy was like a crooner. Like my uncle was like a, if if you looked at Neo today, you know, or the past mm-hmm. couple ten years or whatever, that was my uncle in his own right. You know oh, what I mean? Nice. In, in his own little world, and he he did it. So, I I grew up copying his uh his chords on, which is why I really like R and B because when I was, I, t- I taught myself how to play piano when I was four as a little kid because my mom had a little Casio keyboard, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, I mean, I I would I would just hear R and B music like and just chords, man, just like really nice jazz R and B chords as mm. a kid, and I said, man, I, I like that sound. So and he was the one that was teaching you, or you just kind of he didn't. I just I just watched him. Watched him. So at the Christmas parties, if you looked at pictures of like the huge family Monongdos, I, it was I was that little kid behind my uncle just looking over, looking over, peeking yeah, over yeah. at his chords, like what is he playing? You know, that nice. sounds good. So. Um, and that, and of course, you know, 94.9, 106 came me out growing up. Yeah, and yeah. 107 back then. Yeah, yeah. Z95. No. And then, um, <laughs> you know, we, I used to listen just like all that stuff. And that's what got me into like liking R&B. Mm-hmm. Uh, gospel music as well was a big reason why I like to play the chords that I play now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I've always had a love for music. And it's always been my passion my, my first love actually is the piano before singing before all that before stuff the guitar. and i do that yeah. i don't care if anybody was listening to me right mm-hmm. so you know before anybody it's just it was just me and music so did it, did it you know? start off like learning by you know emulating your uncle to actually getting lessons or has it just been through and through just through and through oh you know to be honest okay when i now that i think about it when i was in the fifth grade i tried to do a whole uh, piano class mm-hmm. Um, at in my elementary school, Parvir, but um, I was pretending to read when really I just heard it, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. So then my teacher caught on to that. I'd say in the middle of the of the the sessions, and he's like, "Play this," and then it was a, something that I never seen before, and I couldn't play it, and it was a simple song, mm-hmm. but it was only when I heard, I like saw you got a piano in my head, so like I could see the notes and the chords that people were playing you know and i saw it in my head before even getting on the piano so mm. my teacher realized that he goes he goes what are you what are you doing in this class you know if you you know if, if we were playing uh, mary had a little lamb and i would jazz it up you know what i mean <laughs> like just like that or uh i i learned for elise when i was in the fifth grade you know and just kind of listening to it and like mozart and then do jazz stuff so uh, yeah, it's just it just love love music, man. Yeah. Just uh, so I'm so in love with it, even till this day. So of course, nice. yeah, no, that's yeah. crazy. Um, when did you decide to pick up a guitar? 
Ooh, uh, 16 when I was like 16, 15 years old. Okay, so that's a good wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, guitar didn't come into my, my life until high school. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, that's around that time when the internet was around. And it just so happened to become started, a. Started up, yeah. Starting up writing songs with the guitar, which is when I wrote, you know, Lemonade, which is an mm-hmm. old uh, song I've had for Classic. a long time. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> internet Classic. passion. Mm-hmm. The, the original yeah. Lemonade, not the one that Beyonce just put out. Not. Nah, yeah, not the <laughs> not the, not the <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Speaking of him, that's, yeah. that's, relevant, so. that's another topic right there. No, obviously, when I first saw like the lemonade trending, yeah. I was like, oh snap, did someone like super famous Beyonce just cover it? That would be tight. Yeah. Shit, like, yeah. You know, and then I found out like, oh, Beyonce's like, nah, that's not the real one, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you guys seen yeah. that? Nah, nah. I actually got a lot of the uh, you know comments on like Twitter and stuff about yeah. it, and there's like. You know, oh, you know, I, a lot of t- people have been talking about lemonade or whatever, but the only lemonade I know is, yeah, exactly. you know, Pasha's <laughs> lemonade. <laughs> so it's like, funny to see it back. I saw again. that, I was like, whoa, Jeremy's trending right now. Hey, shout out to Beyonce for the free publicity, though. You know, Who thing. inspired the song Lemonade? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, it wasn't anybody in particular, mm. to be honest with you. It was, it was really a glass of lemonade. Um, mm-hmm. I went over to my friend's house. You know, and I asked if he had anything to drink, so mm-hmm. gave me some lemonade, and I remember just like drinking it, like just it was hot outside in San Francisco, which is a rarity, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was like perfect, and I said, "This is exactly what I need." So uh, I thought about <laughs> it, you know, as a beginning songwriter, I was like, "Man, I know like five yeah. chords, I'm gonna put them together," and that's what it, that's where it came out. So. Did uh, the songwriting um, come as naturally as uh, the piano playing and a guitar, or like is that something that came la- later on? <laughs> Uh, I, I would say I, I would I would dabble on you know uh, some writing when I was in middle school. I, a lot of times it, it takes a lot of in, it takes inspiration to want to write, right? I guess because, and a lot of times you know you're talking about thinking about puppy love, right? Like yeah. middle school around, and that time, sure. around that time, I was like, man, what are these feelings that I'm yeah, feeling? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you make me feel, you know, you you make me feel like I'm I'm you know I'm dancing on air. You yeah. know what I mean? You make me feel like I'm. You know, just these like, random feelings, and then you, you try to put them in. Um, so I would say in middle school, I, I started trying to write songs, and I would record on a little tape player, you know, mm-hmm. and do that whole thing on okay. my little, my little uh, to, like, minus little one. Yeah. yeah, my mom's little minus, minus one. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, the, the double tape. That minus one. That's what they call it, right? Yeah, minus yeah, one or something yeah, like that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, awesome. That was my first studio right there, right? Nice. So. Yeah, but when I got into high school, I started to, I guess, develop a little more. And I, I've, I never really wanted to be, you know, just wanted to write like a song that, that was just, oh, this is what a love song supposed to sound like. I wanted to feel, like, it, I needed to feel that that song meant something, you know, like to me sure. personally. So when I was when I like when I wrote Lemonade, that was one of the first songs I actually wrote on the guitar, and mm-hmm. I was like, man, this feels right, you know, and. That that that's a pretty accurate feeling. Uh, I mean, Lemonade is only mentioned once in the whole song, mm-hmm. yeah. but the reason why I named it Lemonade was because that was the inspiration for it. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, I'm, I'll, I'll name a Lemonade. And, I, I, you at know. the time, I didn't realize. I forgot, you know, because time passes, and I didn't realize how old we were at that time. But that was a pretty intricate and detailed song. Like the writing of that was pretty, like, pretty dope to be at that age. You usually don't have people writing at that caliber. Unless they have someone writing for them, oh, mm. so like, well, thank you. what is uh, what is like, you know, is that one of the things that you kind of 
go into writing like you know I'm trying to make a more sophisticated or like more advanced song and like and so it doesn't seem like a 15 16 17 year old wrote this uh what do you mean was I trying to make yeah, it yeah were you trying to make it that way or is it no. just come natural like that yeah I would say it came came more natural nice. you know about it um I wasn't I wasn't trying to not be a 16 year old but I, yeah. I, I think I think the pull is on that song is that no matter kind of how old you are like I'll even th- look at it now right and I, I've been singing this song even for like years and I even till this day there's people that are you know getting married and they're asking me to that to, to fly over to sing that song because it's their song for the uh, so to me it's <laughs> like you know it's not that you're, you're mature this is you're too mature or not mature mm-hmm. enough for the song it's the idea that it does remind you of a very young love like a simple love right mm-hmm. i mean to, to say it to somebody you're exactly what i need you know it, it's simple. it's a simple but it, it's it it's it can mean a lot mm-hmm. yeah. it can mean a lot so um yeah i just to be honest with you when i wrote when i wrote that song i had no, no intention to to for it to be like anything or a hit or anything for anybody it was just for me i, mm. I wrote it because i wanted to write it and i felt good to me to write it so nice that's cool that's very inspiring to hear that backstory it is, it is because when, i mean especially for young writers out there that want to get into writing and they feel like sometimes they feel like they need to write something that they're not you know what mm. I mean? because just like so it's it popular kind of. right like it's kind of trendy to write this way right as opposed to writing what comes natural or innocent to them you know right and uh, you know a lot of people think that there's like a formula and there is a formula but i think yeah. if people kind of steer away from what they think people want as opposed to how you really feel you got yourself you're giving something to the world that's very unique and original mm-hmm. about yourself. Not that it needs to sound like, oh, you need to get a Himalayan gong, you know, or something <laughs> to make it, oh, that's a, that's a hit, you know? It's, I don't know. Okay, this is the way I see it. There's, like, folks that are, you know, that are, that want to be, like, every everybody else. There's people that that try to be different, and, the people, and there's people that are. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like some people need to find that within themselves. What yeah. is it about you that makes you different? Yeah. And don't do something different just because you want to be different. To, to be you know different. what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. I think there's a lot of tryhards out there that just try to be different just for the sake of being different. Right, right. You know, to hear that coming from you at, at an early age, to, to, to think that you just wrote that naturally, that as, I think that would inspire a lot of people out there to, like, you know what? I'll just get everybody out of my ear and I'm just going to do my thing right. Right, so right. Um, thanks, thanks. What was your uh, first earlier performances outside of, like, you know, doing your family? parties or whatever what was like the first legitimate performance that you did uh okay so outside of my family it started out with honestly as a like 17 18 year old uh doing like cotillions and Mm, like quinceaneras like i I, you know i was invited to like different little like events but to me that was like huge that's like a 17 you know even getting you know 50 bucks for for doing something i I barred it over just to be there you know and to me that's like somebody wants like a piece of uh, of this you know what i'm saying like to me that was like a big thing for me and it's i i still even look at it pri- especially private events as a as an opportunity to to connect hearts with people you know what i'm saying yeah so i'd say it was it was those <laughs> private events and then it would be like some small events around the area mm-hmm. um but if i can recall i did my first show that i actually flew to was in north carolina for yes. for a, uh, a a university event, it was for uh, North Carolina State University, yeah, or in North Carolina. So when I went there, um, my dad and my my 
I was 17, I think. And my dad and my, my uncle came with, with me. And this was during the time my dad didn't, had no idea about the internet. He just knew, oh, somebody's inviting you to, you know, North Carolina or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they came down. And we printed out these, like, uh, CDs. Uh, it's like my first EP called The Difference. Yeah. But this was before it was actually, like, printed out in, like, dope, like, better <laughs> paper. Yeah. It was, like, the white... Yeah, yeah, it's burnt. Oh, definitely. We, mm-hmm. you know that. Yeah. White paper with the plastic on the sure outside. Yep. Yeah, so I would... I would hand, hand wrote. Exactly. And we sold that for five bucks. They brought 80 of them and it sold out. You know, like... Shout out in, to the hustle. How did, how did they um, hear it's about crazy. you? How did, um, Internet. Internet. So, like, through, yeah. like, um, YouTube and stuff like that? Was that... No, you before YouTube. Okay. Kind Was of that before. when you sang my, my boo? Uh yeah okay that's fanatics online radio yeah that's the one mm-hmm. where I first saw yeah that see that was one of the that's the first cover I actually did anywhere was my boo mm-hmm. and then it was lemonade at the same time that same session that I did mm-hmm. okay yeah um, so I, f- I think outside of like you know like I aforementioned the, uh, the Filipino assemblies I think we me and the homies we threw uh, the backstage for one of the Filipino festivals at a civic center. Mm. And uh, so we arranged a bunch of uh, our own, like, I guess our own lineup. And uh, we're going down the list, and I was like, Passion. Like, who is Passion? I've never seen Passion before. You know, there was no name. And I was like, and I saw you on the stage. I was like, dude, that's Jerms. I think that was my first recollection of you performing live into, like, a good crowd. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. You know, I remember Joe mm-hmm. performed that same day, too. Is that Yerba Buena? Yerba Buena, yeah. Oh, my oh, God. I said, sorry, yeah, Yerba Buena at the backstage by the... Uh, yes. The yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot, I remember yeah, that. So we, yeah. we that, and um, I, soon after, like, just hearing, like, you know, the My Movie remix or whatever, mm-hmm. we just started hearing you more and more and more, and then, you know, the inception of, like, YouTube came around, and uh I feel like you were a big, very big part, at least like locally to us. You were a very big part of like the the boom or like the uh, the usage or early adapter of that um, that uh, medium. Hmm. How did uh, did you feel like that was something that you needed to try, or did it just like everything else come naturally? Like you know, I record music, let's make a video. Organic, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd say it was organic. Actually, I'm not a natural person to want to be like seen or on stage or like you know what I mean. Like if 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 if, if at if I can, I want people to really focus on music and, and mm-hmm. not like necessarily, oh, you know, this is how passion is or mm-hmm. how he looks like or, you know, mm-hmm. this is how he need, you know, he's an R&B artist, that kind of idea behind it. But um, that video cast, what you're talking about with Spinatics Online Radio, which is like a San Jose radio mm-hmm. show, yeah, yeah, yeah. they recorded, um, this, is, this was before like f- Facebook. I yeah, think it's just, just a, around it, like MySpace. I'm talking about yeah, uh, uh, SoundClick.com, Zanga. Yeah, and the only way to get stuff out was to put stuff on SoundClick or get like the websites. HTML code and put it onto your Zanga page, which is like a journal. Damn. Yeah, you had to find the code and then so. And, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so here's this ghetto video of me singing, you know, my boo with my friend Rena, and then like let me dark video because somebody's just in the dark like recording and somebody's holding my mic you know what i mean so mind you this is not a music video but that video got passed around like throughout the internet and i don't know why like i was like what this is a really ghetto like video Mm -hmm. and uh, you know i'm super critical about myself so i was like that's not even that good of a performance but you know People, people started passing. They started posting it on their pages, mm-hmm. their their friendsters, and all that kind of stuff. I think what, yeah. I think what it was from my personal yeah. opinion, like um, from a fan's perspective, like what it was is like, 
overall the song and the cover was dope you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh but to see just a regular person to be able to do that on, on the internet or mm. also just upload their songs on the internet and then have other people dig it as well i think that's what the charm came from like, right you know, right i actually watched that today yeah like he's not a celebrity oh, he's not like this super known guy but he's getting all these listens and plays and i think that's where the i guess the uh the innocence of it. Right. The of it came from. I, I was um I was on a plane uh, last week. I was coming back from New York, and there's this magazine, and they were uh, uh, it, it was a focus on uh, Stephen Curry, mm. and uh, they said, and it was like a whole like few pages or whatever, but the, it said the reason why Stephen Curry is so like you know it's the most sold jersey you know and and all these like you know why he's so good. And the reason why people look up to him is because he doesn't he he doesn't look like the rest. He looks like he them, look, yeah. the the people that 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 watch him. Mm -hmm. So like here you have you know Michael Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. You have greats. You know Athletic. what I mean? Six foot, yeah. uh, six foot nine, mm -hmm. six foot seven, six. And then here you have Stephen Curry, six foot three. Mm -hmm. You know, and it, it brings hope to people that watch him to go, man, Classic like, story. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So to me, like, I feel like, okay, cool. I feel like people see this, you know, you're not, you know, like a white or black kid. You know what I mean? You're an Asian, this Asian American kid that's singing R&B music and he's doing, he's doing his thing, you know? So to people, they go, wow, like, that's me. Like, that mm -hmm. could be me. You know what I'm saying? As a kid that's too shy to say anything and they, they realize they could use the internet as a way to really reach out to people and show people mm -hmm. what they got, so. Yeah, not only doing R&B music, but doing it very well. Mm -hmm. uh, singing Thanks. at a, a high caliber, at least a lot of people think so, you know. Um, you mentioned that your first uh, travel travel performance was out to North Carolina. Yep. Um, I feel like soon after, you know, your popularity of your music started going around on the internet, uh, on YouTube or whatever, uh, you started to do shows across, um, mm. Seas in yeah. Working, uh, in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how to tell us uh, and listeners how did that come about? Uh, it, I my first um, experience in Africa was in the country of Ghana, which is in West Africa, and that wasn't necessarily for musical purposes, but because of my um, because of my involvement with other with with uh, music and, and traveling and doing things that I get connected with people that were t uh, doing missions works uh, mission works uh, in um, Ghana mm. so you know I didn't know anything about it to be honest with you in the beginning but I did feel this calling to go oh, so it, it wasn't for music no not oh. it wasn't until it wasn't until I went back to Africa and in, in East Africa which is Tanzania mm. that it was based on um, music and and also helping out the kids in the schools over there mm -hmm. so um, yeah yeah but uh, um, Definitely did what my travels with music were are based out in um, Australia, like Europe, um, Southeast Asia, Canada, all those. If I'm talking about traveling outwards, yeah. it, it's it's all those places. Um, work in Africa was more towards um, um, helping out. Yeah. Charity work over there. And I think that projects in your music is well. like uh, a lot of people want to go see like, oh, you're doing on top of the music. You're doing this um, humanitarian thing. Mm. You're working out with the people over there. That, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that comes across in your music. Um, is that something that has always been with you? Like, um, uh, I can tell, like, or from what we can tell, is like a, a religion has been a lot of part of you. Is that mm -hmm. something that ingrained since a little child, or is that something that came into your own later on in life? 
Uh, no, it, it's always been, I, 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 I would say it's always been in me mm-hmm. to, to, to be of service. You know, I, I, I see myself as always a student in everything there's always something i could learn you know uh, and I, I see myself of also being of always help to people you know if people need help especially if you have something like music you go man like how can i use this to like you know a- encourage and help people you know what i mean so but outside of that if i could look back all that is my little brother you know little david you guys know little david you know mm-hmm. he's he he's like we grew up because he's deaf, you know, he can't hear my little brother and he can't walk. So we grew up taking care of him and it was always about listening and really looking at his facial expressions to find out if he's okay, right? So I grew up really just having a care for him and outwardly always kind of, like I'm, you know, very em- empathetic type of person. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a lot of empathy towards a lot of things. So I, I'll, I'll see if somebody is not feeling okay or if they feel like I feel that, you know what I mean? So I feel like that's, uh, where it comes from is is from David is really being able to just look at him and listen to his uh, body his, his body language mm-hmm. and that tells me because he can't tell me he's sick yeah. he wouldn't want to tell me that he's sick either because he doesn't want us to worry so that's his spirit mm-hmm. as well right so but I'll see it and I can see the way he acts and then it makes me go okay I know what to do now to help you didn't take care and you know that thing so um, I took that into and you know I it's just well naturally it's just taken into my music it's mm-hmm. taken into my mission you know it's taken into um, everything that I do, really, and I mean, which is what, which is a big reason why I see myself more as a singer-songwriter than I am like an artist. You know that, you know, oh, he's an R&B singer. You know, yeah. I feel like I'm more than that. You know, like yeah, you it, don't wanna, um, box yourself. No, no, no. I, I mean, it sounds like R&B. It sounds like soul. But at the end of the day, like the heart of it really is a message, music a with message. a message, and that's sure. big what would thing. you say your muse is? My muse, man. Ah. Uh, To, to be honest with you, I mean, family is a, is is one of my big muse. God is a big muse in my in my music. It's it's wanting to wanting to be able to to be I don't know to live a life with purpose. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big thing for me. I don't I don't ever want to just say oh I I I dabbled with music and put it out on the internet. Like I want to <laughs> say I did more than that. You know, mm-hmm. I've read a lot of people that just say that. Yeah, yeah right. I feel like a lot of gen- new generation, they yeah. think there's a quick buck. Yeah, quick, uh, right. Quick, you know, paycheck for them to just get in, get out of music. Mm. Right, and, and the recognition, cool. you know, yeah. and it's like, mm-hmm. no, it, like don't, like don't find your validation through through just you know the views or you know. Uh, uh, a cat falling into a toilet can get 10 million views on a video. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean, right? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, what does that really mean? Or Justin Bieber cut his hair that, you know, years ago cut his hair. He used to have that, you know, that little down hair. And he cut it. Mm-hmm. And then he lost, like, 4 million followers from his no Instagram. I'm like, nothing sticks, right? Like, yeah, you, exactly. I'd that rather so have... Cool. Right, and I'd rather have like a smaller group of people that are loyal and they appreciate what you do, mm-hmm. rather than a bunch of people that are there just because you're all over in, all over the internet. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So like, I want to be, I want to mean something, mm-hmm. you know, and I want to, I want to leave my mark on this earth, really. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, you quickly yeah. mentioned Justin Bieber, and uh, <laughs> I want to go back a little bit. The Biebs. Yeah, for sure, and I think you had some sort of connection or relation to yeah connected to Biebs. Could you? Uh, explain that right quick yeah yeah uh okay so uh beginning of my career uh i used to go on yahoo messenger mm-hmm. and i used to go to this uh 
vocal chat room mm-hmm. kind of thing on Yahoo Messenger, and it was a chance where everybody has to get in line, and you get like an, a minute. Somebody hosts it, and you get a minute to sing oh, on your ghetto mic, right? You know, on your PC mics. Mm. And, and and I just wanted to because I wanted to hear people sing, and then I just like this is cool. Like yeah. you're connecting with people online, <laughs> cool. you know. So I was like, you know, I got there, I did my thing. This lady messaged me. This was I was probably like eight, nineteen, eighteen years old. Okay. Nineteen so years. Oh, oh no 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 no! It was two thousand and six, I'd say two thousand seven. This woman, her name is, yeah, yeah. So this this lady uh, named Patty messaged me, and she goes, "I have a son, eleven years old. His name is Justin, and um, he's been listening to your because they found out that you know like I'm the the guy that sings Lemonade and So Sick by Neo. You know that whole." covered thing that i did and he goes my son has been listening to you and he wants to sing as like he really wants to sing and he really wants to start music but he doesn't know how to start on the internet mm-hmm. you know at this time i don't even know how to start on the internet i was just on there people yeah. were like passing around my stuff so then you know he was saying oh yeah you know he he loves he loves your music he's been listening to you and um just could you could you just have conversations with him so for like a good amount of time i would just get on yahoo with little 11 year old justin bieber oh, dang, that's crazy. you know a little shy kid you know <laughs> and we would just have conversations like so wow yeah just this have wow like, so yeah so you made jeremy kind of, <laughs> you made <laughs> justin bieber kind of pushed him towards the career that he's at now well yeah mm. i gave him a lot of advice you know i said hey you know you just just start i mean that's what i did you know how old were you i was about like 17, 18 years old, wow. 18. He was 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like still living in Canada, obviously. Yeah, yeah, Stafford. Yeah. That's so crazy. And so like you were like, like speak to him basically and give him advice. And- yeah, just just give him advice that I advice that I honestly didn't know for myself. It you know was tr- all I knew it was true for me, right? You know that yeah. just put your website out, just just start a page. You how know. Was, uh, how was 11-year-old Justin? shy yeah. he, he barely talked you know he a really small voice you know and he would just be you know he would just oh and then he started a youtube page yeah. and then you you looked that's on right. kid ral you know you look at that's his name on youtube and you look at his influence list it was neo elliot yamin jeremy aka oh passion that's aka jeremy which is i wasn't jeremy passion yet and a guy named ayerto who's from the netherlands ayerto yeah 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 oh he's so good chasing pavements yeah Yeah. adele so that was before he got signed and then the last time you talked to him uh it was around it was a probably a year into him starting to put videos out and that was back in like 2008 2009 yeah it's a long time it's been a really a long time to be honest with you but he got signed with island def jam i think was the first thing he did with usher and then after that, they basically cleaned his page. Mm. Mm. They kept <laughs> Elliot Yamin, Neo, uh, and then they took out the people that they didn't even know, who was who was the two independent artists, Ayrto and myself. And I actually have a, uh, a screenshot. It was just crazy because I was like, "Whoa! Look at like they changed everything except you know they they you know." Anyways, it was one of those things where I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, I I, 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 I get it. Maybe on a." <laughs> industry level they don't want to put something that's just like somebody that's just no name you know on the, on the influence list or whatever and this was around the time like uh, they were doing like a big seizure of like all these upcoming stars and they started like doing uh signing of the contracts i know pharrell did one with uh 
Oh, Alyssa uh, Brunel. Uh, yeah, yeah, Alyssa Brunel, right. Right, they were picking up people from the internet. Yeah, did, were you ever a part of that, like, um, did they ever approach you to do any of, like, any contracts, any labels approach you to do any of that stuff? Yes, uh, a, a few, actually, but... Are you able to talk about uh, yeah, I could talk about it because I was never under contract with them. Oh, okay. It's, uh, what is it? You know the guy who found Jay Sean? Baby, are you down, 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 oh, yeah, down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, his name is uh, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah. That's that's what he called it. Oh, no, no. Sorry, I'm tripping. Jeremiah is the guy now. Jay Remy is his, is what the, what they call him. He's the guy that, that found Jay Sean. And that was a big deal because he was an Indian guy. You know what I'm saying? And to them, they're like, oh, who's this R&B guy? And he's an Indian. Like, But at that time, it was all about the wow factor that somebody that wouldn't necessarily be on there is singing R&B and doing that stuff. And to me, I felt like that was kind of gimmicky because I was like, I don't want to be known just because I'm like, you know, brown, you know, yeah. brown kid singing R&B like a black person. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, exactly. they would say, oh. You know, they would be like, oh, you, you're going to be in the uh, competition with Usher and you're going to be in competition with Omarion on the radio and stuff. And he goes, don't you want that? You know, like, don't you want that? You know, he even like uh, met up with me in New York and stuff when I was, you know, down there and just had a conversation contract, you know, full on contract mm -hmm. and stuff. And it just didn't feel right, man. I said, man, like, I still have a lot to learn and I, I want to grow. I want to see where this goes and stuff. So that was one of one of the, the labels and one of the opportunities that came around. Yeah, I think me. like um, yeah. you being like sitting down and watching the whole YouTube thing explode and like seeing these artists uh, uh, starting to get, you know, signed as a, you know, I guess biasness to the homies and stuff like me, us knowing you, or like Jeremy should be there. You know, yeah. Jeremy should get that, you know, contract and he should be blowing up. And like, why aren't they knocking on his door? You know what I mean? Right, He's right. He's kind of like the godfather of this YouTube <laughs> thing. You know, <laughs> like, where's, where's his, no. you know what I'm saying? Like, where's his call up? Oh, you man. Know, yeah. You know, sometimes it's not for everybody. It's like, especially for like real artists, like they kind of like want it more about the passion and you know, no pun intended, but passion and artistry and you know, the message. Right. Beyond the fame and dollars and stuff. So. I know, I know people mean well, right, when they say that, you know, like, oh, Jeremy, you should be up there, or I, I wish, like, that should be you, you know, and, you know, to me, it's like, man, it. it I understand it comes from a good place because they want to be, you know, want to see somebody that they they know that they're proud of, you know, go up it's there. Like but I'm also kind of like, man, like, what really defines success? Like, what defines happiness? You know, like, is it is it having that contract? Because I know people that have contracts, they were shelved. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, or or or, um, they have they had a lot of money, but you know, like, they're not happy anymore. You know, and it's just like Limit really creativity. Yeah, man. Like, uh, I'd hate to be, to be signed. You know, have the money. You know, at hand that they have for me, but it may not be happy because I'm singing something they want me to sing. Mm -hmm. You know, they, like they do that to big artists too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah exactly. Oh man, uh, you're basically like a a new Plato. You know what I'm saying? A new Plato mm -hmm. can canister. Open it up and get ready. You know, so yeah. I, I didn't want that. So that's just that's just me though. Yeah. So. I mean, and I think, like, as, as, you know, the whole situation played out, you kind of did see the, uh, the, the after effects, I guess. Yeah. To, like, certain artists, you know. Right. Names, but, like, they got shown. Like, you kind of, like, have to restart the career or the career never restarted again. You know? Right, right. So it's kind of cool that you took, and, like, we had conversations like this, and, like, you took the ladder. 
and you took the you know the road less traveled, and which you're here now, and you're still doing more music, and mm-hmm. you will be able to, you were able to do more than the ones that did get signed. Yeah, you weren't bounded by right contracts and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, what was your first official um, album release? Because I'm thinking I can't think of the name. It was not the one that you recently put out. Not the one that you put out with. Uh, with Jesse? Yeah. Is it? That was my first full-length album. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. What was the title of that? Uh, that one is called uh, For More Than a Feeling. For More Than a Feeling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, um, how, was, uh, how was going into that, uh, the project making, and like how was the whole process of going into your first, knowing that was going to be your first full-length album, what was that experience like for you? Uh, it, it, was, uh, ex- it was riveting, man. I mean, it, to actually be out on the internet for many years and then <laughs> there okay okay uh so Cass, you've been listening to me since sound click right yeah, yeah okay so there's this like old track there called uh, uh greater is he mm-hmm. and it was like a snippet and it and it said in the beginning it goes uh look out for my new album coming out for more than a feeling coming out october 2007 right you know i think it's still there right so it's it's which is crazy you know because i was like man in 2007 i wanted to put out an album and then you know like how many years later i never put out an album Mm -hmm. so many years people are going oh you need to put an album out you need to do this do that and i was like man i don't have I don't, I don't i don't feel like i i have a an album worth of songs that i want i'll be proud to share you know mm-hmm. so then 2011 came and i I, th- I thought man it's time for a new album you know it was like my way to say this is this is this is me right so then i wanted to put on an album but i wanted to be an archive of songs that represented my career mm-hmm. since the beginning mm-hmm. which is why that album actually has lemonade but mm-hmm. like in an ukulele version, mm-hmm. which is why it has "Greater Is He," <laughs> which mm-hmm. is a song I wrote back in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. or two thousand and yeah five or something like that, you know. Which is why it has some of these songs that I wrote from years back because. Yeah, one, uh, for your well done. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, man, I want an album that I'm proud of, right? And this is an archive of songs that I feel like this is what I want the world to hear. If they're gonna hear a first full length album, I want them to hear songs and not fillers that i just wrote just for the album so mm. i i made an archive of songs that represented all the three things in my music which is like faith family and love and that's like a big thing for me on like on all even if you come to my shows you'll, you'll see me talk about it all the time you oh, know so gosh. it's like that was my way of, of doing that so my first full first full-length album for more than a feeling was in like 2011 and i also released an ep uh which was uh, all about long distance relationships Paper airplanes, right? Uh, well, paper airplane EP was before that, mm-hmm. and, but it, paper airplane is in that EP. Okay. It's called the pixelated EP. Pixelated, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah. It yeah. And that, uh, that, oh, okay, because I, I kind of put pixelated next to the, uh, your second album. Mm-mm. No, my uh, second album is what I'm working on right now. Oh, what was the uh, for more than a feeling? Was that? Th- I think you're talking about pixelated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tori Kelly did all the background vocals for the, oh, okay. that song. Oh, okay. Why yeah. do I feel like you like have released two albums? Maybe no. Pixelated was. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, um, the album came out. Uh, how long was the process? Uh, I'd say well, from 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 getting funded on Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You know, my goal was ten thousand. I got twenty one thousand. You wow. know, I re- I re- oh, surprisingly I reached my goal in eleven days out of forty days. <laughs> so. 
I was hoping by 40 days. I even extended it. People were like, do 30. But I go, nah, I'm going to get $10,000 in 30 days or whatever. So I extended it to 40. But then in the on the 11th day, I already reached 10,000, which was like insane. And I said, man, people are waiting for an album. They've been waiting for an album. So for for the, the, the remaining days, it just kept going up to about $21,000. And then I said, this is crazy. I'm going to make two albums. You know, now that I have enough money, yeah. you know, I'll make two albums and then I'll put out a tour. So I went on a European tour afterwards. Does, does, that, does that still so. surprise you, the amount of people and support that you have up until this day? Like, you know, you put out 40 days to reach that um, goal and then you hit it in 11. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I still look at myself and go, I'm just a kid from Bernal Heights, yeah. you know, like. Uh, yeah. I just, I'm just, you know, I'm that, I'm just a kid that just loves music. Who am I? Like, I, I I'm never like, oh, I deserve this. I deserve mm-hmm. that. I just, I put in the work and that's what it comes out of it, you know? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I, you definitely do deserve all the, you know, successes that you have gotten so far and uh, will in the future. Um, you recently uh, put out a single last month. Mm-hmm. On, um. Really dope. I totally forgot. I'm bad names. What's the title of that? It's called We Can. We Can. And, um, we Can, yeah. That one kind of has a more modern twist to it, like the, the production, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, it, it's, um, it's kind of a way for me to show, because my first album was singer-songwriter-esque, mm-hmm. and it was kind of full bandy, which is why I worked with Jesse, because he's, like, really yeah, good at I putting... I was how I was working with him. Oh, Jesse. Oh, Jesse is amazing. Shout out to Jesse Barrett. Shout outs, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that whole crew. And just... Jesse, um, you know, my, some of my best musician buddies, like Danny Moraledge, who plays drums with me all the mm-hmm. time everywhere. And, you know, Noah Bartfield played bass. Nice. And then uh, I did all the guitars and piano stuff for the for the work. And mm-hmm. um, and then Tori Kelly, of course, for coming down and recording all the background vocals. I mean, she's... a person to have just on background. Yeah. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Really oh, my... <laughs> I'm so proud of her. She's crazy. So, uh, yeah, yeah, no, Jesse was a, a, was a blast to work with. He knows how to get, uh, that, uh, the, whatever you're afraid of, he knows how to get that out of you. And he's, he's just one of those guys. He just, just, Real oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Jesse's amazing. He's pretty awesome. Oh yeah. And Mikey, you worked with, you worked yeah, with, uh, with Jesse on your, Jesse's, Jesse's skill is just heaven sent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the album took about like, what I would like to say kind of followed it like a good four or five months yeah i'd say um from beginning till end it took a good four months to to put out from uh upon receiving the kickstarter money and being able to put it out to everything it needs to you know to get it distributed and made and all that stuff it wasn't uh everything that you expected it to be or did it surpass your Uh, expectations i would say it surpassed my own expectations um I did it for myself, man. To be honest, it, it, call that selfish, but I did that no, to show it myself no. that I, mm-hmm. I could do it, you yeah. know? And, of course, I'm thankful for fans and supporters for supporting it, but, like, Music First has always been about me and my own love for mm. music and my own passion for it. Mm. So a lot of people say I did I did it for the fans. I, honestly, I feel like the supporters are there um, along the way, you know, with something that you do that you're in love with yourself. You know, not in love with so you're music which is what i'm saying is you know something that you're in love with i feel like the supporters are there to to follow that journey as opposed to me saying oh it's all about the fans and supporters like i do music if nobody else was here you know i i'd I'd be that kid you know playing my piano by myself you know and i'd be in love with it just as much so it's it's kind of like 
I mean, it kind of sounds mean, but it's not really. I don't want to call it mean. No, Do you think it sounds mean? mean? No, not at all. I mean, like, okay. uh, as a lot of things, you know, you do a life, it, it, your sole purpose is for yourself. Yeah. And then uh, second, it comes for people around you. And I think doing the album that you felt like it was for yourself, like, yeah, that should be mandatory number one, you know? Yeah. And then yeah. The, 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 you know, the quote unquote fame and fortune and money and all that, that'll come as a bonus it's a bonus yeah, yeah. It's a bonus. you're right yeah it's, yeah. it's exactly what it is it's it's a, it's it's a it's an extra to to something that you mm-hmm. you worked for you worked for, for. Hard yeah because i mean the, the process of making a, i mean just making a single song for me i mean just to write something that's like draining mm-hmm. Right, on right. On top of that, you're actually physically playing these uh, these um, instruments, and then you're staying up at these like you know, you know, odd hours of the night. Yes. You know, banging them out, and like inspiration comes at whatever time, you know. Right. Uh, you know, applause to you for working on that and making it a successful album. I feel like it was a, a dope, dope first project. Uh, you're working on your second one. When do we expect to uh, hear that, or uh, who's working on that with you? Okay, so this one is not specifically with one person, mm-hmm. so I'm not like. At Jesse's JB Cave, you know, in San Diego. This one is a collaboration of my own production as a keyboardist with other producers that make a lot of sequencing on the beats, you know. So I work with some folks from uh, Scholar and Sticks from London, which is when I went to London. We worked together. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Tunde, who's one of my good friends, he's kind of my production partner. He's from Arizona. Uh, You've cut him before, Mike. Mm -hmm. Tunde is dope. Yeah, yeah. Tunde. Real cool dude. Yeah, oh, good guy. He's the one who who did the 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 beat production for Weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. So he made the beat production. I um I banger. made all the music together. We put it all <laughs> mesh like mushed it together, and yeah. that's what that's the kind of production stuff we do together, which okay. is cool. always cool. fun. Um, and then uh, just working with other people. There's a, an artist named B. Reith, who's a um Christian um christian singer and rapper mm-hmm. and uh we're working together on a few things and george watsky is also going to be on the album oh, so no, it's another yeah a few it's it's kind of a more soul r&b album i want people to really see that side of my production and that side of my my music so mm-hmm. nice. yeah uh, that's like i'm excited for that thanks that uh mid this year i don't want to say it yet because i've already Keep prematurely set yeah, a date yeah. Yeah. and then everybody's like where is it at bro where is it at and i'm like oh man you, you know, know and i'm pre-record your oh seven release yeah yeah i don't i don't want to yeah i don't want to prophesy how would you say you're at in terms of uh i'd yeah. say 82 well, percent that's, okay. that's a good amount okay, so that's All gonna right. come out uh, next month <laughs> <laughs> come out in a couple weeks yeah uh, we'll see uh, what do you call it uh as far as uh, performances go i know you took a hiatus on uh ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
and um it's hard it's, it's definitely hard but you know i do have like a wife that's supportive of me and she's like she she, she pushes me mm-hmm. yeah support good support system um i have a, a stepson who dances at my shows whenever he comes yeah a he, lot of energy yeah mm-hmm. yeah he, he doesn't necessarily go up to dance while i'm singing but, but he he's you can hear him singing he's singing my songs you can see him in the crowd and to me mm-hmm. that's like a that's a seed, a good seed that I sowed in his life. I feel like he's, you know, I'm, I'm putting into uh, some good seeds yeah. in his life. So, as, um, as far as um, you know, like new people coming into your life, how has that uh, affected that effect, or has it changed your uh, methods of creating music? Now, like you say, you wear ten hats, and you gotta spread yourself apart a little bit more. Mm-hmm. For how is the, uh, the creating process going for you now? I'll give you an example. I mean, I used to sleep at five in the morning easily every every single day, and I would be open to create, you know, like throughout the night. Uh, now I sleep at around eleven, twelve. <laughs> I wake up at eight, you know, to 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 make. Well, you know, my my wife is on with the the steady, you know, uh, nine to five job, so I make breakfast for her in the morning, you know, and it's kind of it's a different schedule for me. Uh, but it, it, honestly. People say, okay, in the in in the dead of night is where you know a lot of your creative juice, which I could I could vouch for and say, but it, it's not to say that you can't create on different hours of the day. It's pretty you know? nice in the morning too. Yeah, you have, yeah, you have energy. There, there is, like, you have energy. Exactly, especially if you have a good breakfast. You know, what I mean, you could just produce and just kind of be <laughs> in your headphones and do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it it's been hard though. Uh, honestly, it's been hard. I mean. Also on a financial standpoint, I mean, I think anybody could understand you. I used to put, I used to make, okay, so with, with, before I got married, making the money, I would make the money, it would go right back to, to traveling, to getting production stuff, you know, to setting up things, to buying new, new, more CDs, you know, for my shows and stuff. And now it's like rent, you know, it's, it's making sure I go to those Costco trips and, you know, making sure the family's fed, you know, all week. And then I'll have a little bit, you know, to be like, okay, I'll put this away somewhere. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still finding, finding balance on it. Um, it's definitely not easy, but it's, it's definitely a good to, to know that I'm outside of music that I've been doing for many years that I could also, you know, impart good things into to two people that I love and I want in my life so and it's kind of yeah. a, a, another thing that people can look up to for those who like say that they you know don't have enough time to do this and that to see you to able to still hold a career in music and raise a family of your own mm. that kind of a thing like people can look at it and be like hey it is possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is like as long as you allocate your time correctly and you know put you know 100% into each facets of your life that you'll be able to do right and if you you can look at it as a way of inspiration for better for nice and more better you know for better music right i mean i've already written three three or four songs about my my family for about rachel you know i mean on the album i mean it it doesn't say the name on it but you know it's the the inspiration it's the fuel of it so um yeah yeah no it's, it's a good it's a good way of looking at it instead of people thinking oh I got to write a song that rhymes, you know, with baby and maybe, you know, (laughs) love and dove, you know, like. And hoping that it'll stick to the wall. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It's like, just just do you, just be, just do you, you know, just do your thing. Be you. Um, Before we uh, uh, close up, and it's been a a great conversation with you, um, any of you guys have any uh, questions or closing statements that you guys want to put out there? Mm, 
Number one influ- musical influence. I'm gonna put it on. Put that's a little hard. Always, that's that's hard. Right there, oh man, I can't. I can't have one. I'm. I'm one of those guys that I have like Top five. five. Top five. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stevie Wonder. All right. Mm. Music Soul Child. All right. Mm. Um. Okay. Music Stevie Wonder. Music Soul Child. Uh. Brian McKnight. Mm. Okay. Um. Uh, Robin, Th- Robin Thicke before well, Evolution of Robin Thicke, that Robin Thicke, mm-hmm. pre Robin Thicke, Beautiful World, Robin Thicke, which is okay. two thousand five. Alright. Um, and uh, Jamie Fox. Woo. Yes. Okay. That's, okay. That's a very niche, mm-hmm. uh, niche Alright. Right. Yeah. Just get a wet. Yeah. Get a wet. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. You know. You know Don't why? You know exactly why. <laughs> Exactly. We say that a lot of them. Yeah, sure. Cass, yeah. any uh, closing yeah. uh, remarks or um, questions? I'm just, I just want to say I've been a fan for a long time. Thanks, Cass. My favorite song is, <laughs> is My Girl, My Friend, My Lover. <laughs> Did you ever remake that song? No, no, yeah, man. That one's, uh, yeah, that's yeah. always been a good one. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, so. I, I haven't heard that, that title in many years. I haven't sang that song in many years. Oh, dang. One of the first, one, actually one of the first like two or three years of my career I did. That's one of the first songs I wrote, so cool thanks man yeah thanks for being Still. on the show with us yeah, thanks man. for having me yeah it's gonna uh, be cool you've traveled this uh, musical journey past a decade um seems up in a lot of up and downs um a lot of successes we wish you continued success my man um with your upcoming project and uh, performances and just you know continue to do your thing from the heart and the with passion, no pun intended. Yeah, no pun pun intended, man. It's all good, dude. It's all good. I mean, that's why I named it. You know, so. I think that's a good point. And, uh, just continue to do what you do. Um, where could uh, the good listeners of Free Love find you at? Uh, <clears throat> uh, YouTube.com/slash Passion SF, or just Google Jeremy Passion or JeremyPassion.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll f- always find material there. Um, and yeah, I mean iTunes, Spotify. Amazon MP3, Google Play, it's all on there. So, nice. you know, come there, go check it out, support independent music, and also shout out to you guys, man. Shout out to, I mean, I, I love the community that mm-hmm. you guys have put to. Nice. I always Thank love you. going to your going to your uh, events, and I always love seeing that that type of uh, that community. It feels like a family, you mm-hmm. know. And to me, that's like that's a powerful like feeling when you when you're there, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very uniting feeling whenever I go there. So, uh, always good. I mean, I'm always growing and learning whenever I'm. I feel a little smarter and wiser when I'm next <laughs> to you guys. So, <laughs> every time I leave, I'll leave a little bit smarter. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, definitely gonna uh, do more work in the yes now. please please so that, uh, this has been the free love podcast my, uh, we are your host my name is Vibrock. my name is Cass Mikey That's Manifest and that was Jeremy Passion and this is free love podcast and we will see you next time peace peace, peace. free love